0: This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. That's S-Drotar on Twitter, if you'd like, S-D-R-O-T-A-R. And of course, we are in the middle of December. Hockey season is in full swing. We have a slate tonight of three games, and we want to get to all of them. So to do that, we're going to bring in our hockey expert, Nate Lundy. Follow him on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. And Nate, uh, let's Go right into it here. You have a Capitals team that is, uh, well, looking like the Capitals usually look. 17-5-6, and and they're taking on a Blackhawks team that actually is playing better of late. But uh, let's face it, they're still not a particularly good team and still have a losing record at home.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, that home losing record that you talked about is actually one of the things that stands out to me. And it's the reason why uh, I'm going to go with Washington uh, in this contest tonight. Blackhawks just, you know, it, it, every time we kind of think, OK, maybe they're starting to figure it out, then they hit a hiccup. And that's not unusual. We see that with a lot of teams and a lot of different sports. But um, Chicago just continuing to. You know, occasionally shoot themselves in the foot. Whereas, as you said, you know, Washington has, you know, kind of looked like what we would expect the Capitals to look like. Um, You know, there's a couple of things I like in this contest. Like I said, I do like Washington, but I also recognize that, you know, depending upon the book. That you're looking at or that you're thinking about making your bets at, you're going to find, uh, you know, Washington as a relatively heavy favorite, minus 155. I've seen minus 160 right in that range. Um, you know, and, and I think the Blackhawks can keep this competitive in part because I think, Sean, this is going to be a low-scoring game. Um, and you know, when that happens, as you know, the puck can take a funny bounce and and you know, find its way into the back of the net when maybe, uh, you know, it's one of those kind of fluke type goals. So I do think. Washington wins it. If you want a little bit of a different play to follow the trends, I think you could go with the under in this one. In fact, Chicago has hit the under in five of their last six home games uh, that they have played. So the over under sits at five and a half. um, And and, and so I could see easily a game that goes, you know, three to one, maybe a three to two uh, contest. I think that five and a half is probably a little bit too high for these two teams. But do like Washington on the money line
0: and do like this to stay under the five and a half. I I agree with you. At first, when you said that, I was thinking, well, boy, I don't I don't know because both of these teams are rested. Nobody's on a back to back. Everyone should be skating. But uh, the truth is that as as good as Washington has been, they're actually not. Uh, a crazy high-scoring team. And in the last 10, they're averaging 3.3. Uh, that's plenty good. But when you look at both these teams uh, as they stand together, it's not necessarily enough to get you into a, a particularly high score. You know, 3-1, to 3-2 to two does seem to be the way to do it. And so I guess I look at it and uh, try to find a different way to, to make things work and to me that's easy you look at the ageless Alex Ovechkin you see if you can find something we can get him a goal or a point he's played in 28 games he's got 28 goals uh, if you're going to have a situation where you can have Ovechkin to get one goal uh, and maybe even you make it the first goal to get a little plus money on that I don't have a problem diving in on that certainly if you're excited about the idea of maybe even him getting uh, two points in a game this is one of those where I think he could do it so uh, to me I, I'm I'm looking at it pretty obvious sort of way, and I'm going to try to find a way to bet on Alex Ovechkin on a player prop. Not only does he have the terrific totals, as per usual, he's playing against a subpar team, and he's having a, a particularly good shooting year, even by Ovechkin standards, hitting on almost 17% of his shots are going in the net for goals. So, uh, yeah, give me OV and a couple of points, and I'll go ahead and uh, take that all night long. Next time, we go over to the game against the Coyotes and the Rangers. The Coyotes host the Rangers. Of course, you've said this before, Nate. They're on the second night of a back-to-back. They lost in a tough game to the Colorado Avalanche. Another physical uh, physical contact-heavy game between those two teams. Then again, the Rangers are playing the Coyotes. So maybe we throw out that back-to-back idea? Yeah, you brought it up with
1: Washington and Chicago saying that neither of those teams is on a back-to-back. Coming up in, in this game, as well as the one that we'll wrap up the podcast with, um, we're talking about teams that are on a back-to-back. The Rangers are one of them. Uh, I still have to go with the Rangers. I mean, it, it, unfortunately, it's Arizona. Um, and fading it's awful. A- Yeah, and and fading the the Coyotes is a very profitable endeavor uh, from a sports betting standpoint. Um, So I think you have to look at that with Arizona. So a couple of things that I would look at here. Um, One, you can obviously try to get a little bit creative. Uh, You could take the Rangers on the 60-minute line to be able to bring uh, the number down a little bit if you're not comfortable with how high uh, you know the 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 money line is for a game like this. I you know I I could say okay fine we'll we'll get away from a minus 225, uh, which is what it is um, on the on the straight money line, and I can bring that down to a minus 140 if I think that the Rangers can take care of it in regulation and that Arizona doesn't force uh, an extra frame. But uh, you know you mentioned the idea of trying to get a little bit creative. One, I like the over in this particular game. It's at five and a half. Um, I think there will be scoring here, the Rangers, uh, only two goals, as you said last night in the game in Denver against uh, the Colorado avalanche. but Um, You know, the Rangers are a team that averages 2.86 goals per game. Uh, Obviously, Arizona gives up a lot of goals. uh, So this could be one where we see the Rangers, you know, get three, maybe even four tallies in this one. So I think the over could be a good play. The Rangers on the on the 60 minute line. But I want to throw out to your point of trying to get creative, Sean, let me give you a bet. Uh, And this this set of odds uh, in particular is courtesy of BetMGM. Um, Arizona is the number one most penalized team in the National Hockey League. And uh, I have found some success in player prop betting over the course of the early part of this season by looking at the power play unit on Arizona's opponent and then picking out somebody that I think is going to get a power play point. Um, at some point in the contest. So, you know, if if you, a lot of times when you bet a particular player to get just a point those odds can sometimes be minus 140, minus 150, sometimes even higher, depending upon who the player is. For example, Nathan McKinnon sometimes is at a minus 200. um, Or you need him to get, you know, over uh, one and a half points. But in power play, you can find yourself at plus odds. And there are uh, two different guys that I would consider here, both of them on the number one power play unit for the Rangers. Um, The first one being Artemi Panarin. Uh, He's at plus 100 for him to grab a power play point Uh, At any point in the contest. But if you really want to get seduced by some plus odds, Sean, Chris Kreider, plus 210 to get a power play point. And again, this has just a point. just a point, okay. could be a goal or an assist. And 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 the thing is, this again, this has less to do with you mentioned it. The Rangers are going to be a little bit tired. They're on a back to back. I get that, but this has to do with the fact that the Arizona Coyotes cannot stay out of the penalty box. They are they are committing penalties at a ridiculous rate, um, and because of that, their opponents are getting a lot of opportunities. So. Even though, you know, it's it's tough sometimes, you know, Mike's Benajad is also one that's at plus 130 on the on the on the top line for the for the Rangers. I would tell folks listening, pick your favorite player of those bunch that that are on the top unit of the power play uh, uh, for the Rangers. Pick your favorite of those to be able to get a power play point, because chances are the Rangers are going to get at least one power play goal in this contest tonight. So at plus odds, I think it's worth it to roll the dice.
0: I like that, and and obviously that makes a lot of sense when you're looking at those power play lines. That's a pretty good way to look at it because uh, that's where you know a lot of those points get generated, and and not, you don't know, always pick the top guy because they can create space for others. And obviously Panarin is phenomenal, but uh, if it's just a point, you just have to get the assist on it too. Hey, that, that one makes a lot of sense for me. This is such a dominating uh, Rangers team. Comparatively the loss to the avalanche, notwithstanding, Uh, remember the Rangers are 18, seven and three, two of those losses are to the avalanche in the last week. This is a really good Rangers team. They're upset. in in the way they lost last night, they're taking on a team that is uh, quite frankly, already playing on, out the string, uh, they're just a disaster. So uh, I'll find a, I'll find a spot that can give me that sort of same game parlay deal, and I will take the the Rangers and the over. To, I'll go ahead and do that on both of them. Uh, I like what you're doing there, and then maybe because you mentioned it, yeah, I think I want to find that uh, that spot with Kreider. Maybe put a point in there and and take that Rangers the over and Kreider uh, for a point and get myself into the big time plus money because I like the chances on it Uh, this one to me I think is going to be a blowout I think the Rangers are much better and I think they're upset and I don't think the travel time necessarily makes any difference from uh, Denver to Arizona that's very minimal so I don't expect them to have a lot of issues with rest either so uh, I I go ahead and be bold on this one but like you said (laughs) fade Arizona however you want to do it just go ahead and do it because the Coyotes are terrible the Rangers are good oh and the Rangers are looking for a, a, a little bit of satisfaction in beating up somebody tonight that will lead us to our final one the kraken and the anaheim ducks national game tnt a uh, little bit later start uh for uh for those on the east coast but you have uh, an interesting matchup here now i like anaheim in this but i don't necessarily love anaheim in this the kraken on the road are only four seven and two but i'm still of the idea nate with these Kraken, that it's an expansion team that's just getting used to each other. They're still uh, starting to gel as a team. I don't think they're exactly going to be a juggernaut. But then again, I'm not entirely sold on Anaheim. I have a difficult time reading this game. Anaheim's uh, a favorite and a reasonably heavy one, but I'm not sure I I, I like it. I kind of think on this one, I may take the Kraken to cover. Well, and, and I can see where you're going with that one. I, I, obviously, uh,
1: Seattle's the other team. You know, we talked about the Rangers in, in Colorado. Seattle's the other team that's on a back-to-back. There's basically no travel for them. They played San Jose. Um, so, obviously, San Jose to, to Anaheim is, you know, pretty simple. But uh, Seattle pulled off a, a surprise last night. They beat San Jose 3-1, to and in doing so, actually screwed up a parlay for me last night. Thanks, <laughs> Kraken. Um, but, uh, you know, they pulled off a surprise win against a, a San Jose team that was expected to be able to win that one. I don't know, Sean. On with this Seattle team um, on a back-to-back, and and the fact that they have struggled at times, I don't know that I can trust them to pull something off uh, in back-to-back nights. When when last night was already a surprise, Anaheim is four-one and two uh, in the month of December. Uh, this is a team that really was supposed to kind of be in you know rebuild, maybe middle of the pack road, and and a lot and they came out to a hot start, and a lot of folks, myself included, expected them to slowly cool off. Uh, and they haven't done it. Um, they have continued to perform well, whereas, uh, you know, Seattle, we knew they were not going to be like the Golden Knights were from an expansion standpoint. They they attacked things differently in the draft and, and you know, chose to go a different path. But and the they rules are different. Yeah, the rules are different. And so they weren't able to do quite the, the same. But, you know, you, you, you look at, um, you know, what some folks thought was going to be the strength for Seattle, which is when they went and got you know, uh, former Vesna finalist Philip Grubauer um, in in free agency away from Colorado, and uh, Grubauer has not looked pretty good. Uh, his his save percentage That's right awful. now is 8.84, which is terrible for a goaltender, especially one that found himself in the conversation uh, for the Vesna Trophy um, uh, previously. So, you know, he is just having a really awful time, um, and and you can you know you can pin some of that on him. You can pin some of it on not having um, the same kind of defensive talent in front of him that he has uh, historically. But this is the stat that stands out to me, Sean. There is a there's a statistic that's done in hockey that is goals saved above expected. Okay. So in terms of, you know, did somebody do a save um, when maybe it was not expected. So somebody's got a breakaway shot on them, and they pull off a really great save. That's the you know, as we, we talk about a lot of times, somebody standing on their head. Right. Well, his goals saved above expected is a league worst minus nineteen point one. Oh that my. tells you how horribly Grubauer has been playing for Seattle. Um, and, and so I just I put all of that together and a back to back. And I'm a little bit more confident in taking the Anaheim Ducks than than you are. Um, I, I would take them um, on the money line. Um, I know that it is uh, a, a line that is juiced up a little bit. It's at minus one sixty five. Um, I think that if I were going to do this, Sean, I probably would take Anaheim and and on the money line and the Rangers on the money line, just straight money line, not regulation or anything, that two-leg parlay, depending upon the book that you want to go to, is going to be somewhere between 130 and probably 138, somewhere in that range, um, depending upon where they've got the lines. That's probably an easier one for me to stomach, um, because obviously the Rangers are heavy favorites, as we were just talking about. But as I said, I wrap all of that together. Would I be surprised if the Kraken put together another good game? No, I wouldn't. But I do think second night of a back-to-back, they have just struggled with their goaltending. And obviously they held San Jose to just one goal last night. I've got to kind of play the law of averages here and feel like it's going to catch up to Seattle tonight.
0: Got three reasonably heavy favorites on this, Nate, and uh, you talked about the Kraken blowing your parlay last time. Uh, just took a look over at DraftKings. If you we were just to make it easy, right? Three games tonight on the NHL slate. Just go money line on all of the favorites, the ones that we uh, all we agree that will win the Capitals, the Rangers and the Ducks. And you get yourself a nice, even parlay of plus 300. That's not a bad way to tackle an NHL night. So maybe uh, maybe after all of what we're talking about, maybe I'll just start throw that in as well. <laughs> That's uh, you know what it's not a bad way to go,
1: Sean. Especially as you just said, especially in games like this where. Um, we've got so many heavy favorites. Um, you know, you mentioned the fact that this Anaheim-Seattle game will be on TNT. It is a national game late tonight, 10 o'clock puck drop for, uh, for those of you on the East Coast. But, you know, th- these are really interesting games. I think the Capitals-Blackhawks game will be interesting because I think it's going to be low scoring. So even though I think the Caps are going to win, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a fun one to watch. So a very light slate. Um, obviously a number of the teams in the National Hockey League are dealing with COVID issues right now and COVID postponements. Um, and so we're seeing a lot of wrinkles uh, within the hockey schedule, and a lot of rumblings about what that could mean for the Winter Games. Um, but you know, at least for tonight, we've got three uh, uh, matchups that all have some intrigue for different reasons, and I'm looking forward to it. All right, well, that's what we
0: do right here on Sticks and Stacks. Give you about 15 minutes, go through the slate of the the games, give you some of the best opportunities, and if you want more, you want to make sure you follow our hockey expert here, Nate Lundy at. Nate Lundy on Twitter. Well, thanks for all the insight, Nate. This is fun. We'll do this uh, later in the week, get a little closer to the weekend and give a look at that slate. But in the meantime, uh, I guess this is it for us. Thanks for the time. Absolutely, Sean. Look forward to it. It doesn't
1: matter whether we've got 10 games on the schedule or three, we can always find some betting value and hopefully everybody is cashing some tickets tonight.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. Hopefully that is the case. All the best. We will catch you next time. Lundy, i'm shaw drotar thanks for listening to sticks and stacks on the sawdust podcast network